This is Dave Bayless. In this episode, Andy Baldwin of Profitable Ideas Exchange discusses the seven elements of business development for professional services with Tom McMakin and Doug Fletcher, co-authors of How Clients Buy. So in How Clients Buy, you offer a framework for the client's buying journey called the seven elements. Can you tell us a bit more about this and, and sort of how it came to be? Yeah, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll start out. So, um, so first of all, the, the approach we took was unique in that we looked at the client's buying journey, right, as opposed to tips or techniques or things we might be able to do to improve our, you know, our, our sales skills. So when we looked at the client's buying journey, um, Tom and I identified seven steps elements, as we call them in the book, that we think a client goes through in, in, in making a hiring decision. So these seven elements are awareness, understanding, and interest. That's kind of like the, the first segment. The second segment is respect and trust. And then lastly, there is uh, ability and readiness. So those are the, the seven steps that we believe you must eventually uh, fulfill each of these steps in order for a client to feel comfortable hiring you. So let's maybe dig into those seven elements a little bit. Maybe you can take us through the, the first three. I think awareness, understanding, and, and interest is sort of that first segment there. Right. Maybe you can speak a bit about that. Yeah, so the, so the first segment is awareness. Um, maybe not that earth-shattering that a client has to be aware of us before they can hire us. If you think about it from the client's perspective, it gives you a chance to reflect on what you were doing in your own practice. What are you doing to build awareness um, so that others um, uh, are aware that you're a practicing patent attorney in Washington, D.C., for example? The second thing is understanding. And it really comes down to choosing a specialty um, and becoming an expert in something that others can understand and can easily explain to other people. And then the third is interest. The client has to find what you do relevant and they have to see that what you do can have a huge impact um, on them before they become interested in, um, in possibly working with you. And Tom, maybe you could take us through the, uh, the second bucket there around trust and respect. Okay, so the client, uh, we, we, uh, we, we've heard of a firm and we know what they do and it's irrelevant to our agenda. The next thing they do by way of diligence is ask themselves the question, uh, do I feel as though this firm can do what they say they can do? And so uh, they look for past clients for, for evidence of credibility. Uh, they look at your case studies. They look at your references. But they're always asking the question, okay, they talk a good game, but can they actually do that? We call that respect. And then the next issue is trust, which is a much more subtle human emotion. Sometimes we think of uh, respect as your head making a decision about whether to, to engage with somebody and trust is your heart engaging with somebody. Um, do I feel as though this firm and this professional has my best interests at heart or are they going to take advantage of the fact that they know more about this subject than I do? Um, and it's often difficult to establish with trust. So the, the biggest single driver of trust between human beings is time. 
Uh, the longer we've known people, uh, the, the more we trust them. But there are all sorts of ways to, to shortcut that and develop trust, accelerate the building of trust. And so then finally, I think ability and readiness were the, the sort of last two items and or elements in the last bucket there. Maybe you can share what, what you'd say about yeah. those. Yeah, these last two are, are interesting in that um, they really oftentimes are completely out of your control. Right. Um, and, and I'll explain what I mean by that. But just because they're out of your control does not mean that they aren't important and, and things for you to be attuned to. Right. So, for example, the first one um, that you mentioned was was ability. And what we mean by that is that a prospective client has to have the funds available to hire you mm-hmm. and they have to have the the decision making authority and oftentimes that decision making authority is not it may be explicit like it's on an org chart but oftentimes especially in larger organizations there are other people in the organization that may not be the decision maker but the decision maker will not make the decision until they have the support of other key people um, in the firm. So being attuned to these things, um, you know, recognizing does someone have the budget for it, right? You know, can they, do they actually have the funds to, to be able to hire us? Um, they have the buying authority. They have the uh, the the organizational support. And then the, the, the timing becomes a big part of it, what we call readiness. You know, oftentimes uh, the, a prospective client is all on board with the help that we can provide them. Um, uh, they, they have the authority. They have the funding. But maybe there's other crisis du jour going on that they, you know, there's just something more important right now. And it doesn't mean that what you're doing is not important to them. Maybe it's important in the long-term um, success, uh, you know, of, of them, but they, um, but maybe it's just not the most important thing today. Um, so being attuned to these things, I think, can make a real um, difference in our success as Rainmakers. You've spoken about them a few times as steps. Um, does sequence matter? Is it like a ladder or how does that work? So that's an excellent question. I mean, I think the temptation is to go, first they see a billboard so they're aware, and second, uh, a buyer goes to the website and understands what you do, and third, it registers on a list of priorities that they have, and that you, you walk down through it um, serially. But I, you know, as often as not, it doesn't happen that way at all. It happens out of sequence, and so we think of it as more of a circle. Um, you, you might uh, go to a cocktail party and meet a woman who is a trust and will attorney, and you have no need for that, and it's it's of passing interest. And over the course of several years, your kids grow up and do Little League and soccer together, and you grow to know her and think of her as a high-character person. And then suddenly your, your folks get old and they're in need of a will attorney, and you're like, I think I'm going to call Sandra. Um, she seems like she knows what she's doing. So trust there was the first step. Um, and uh, interest... Um, and timing were later steps. And so people can enter the, uh, the sequence in lots of different ways. And so I think it's, what, it's, it's, it's a powerful model if you think of it as a portal to engaging with human beings from many different perspectives, regardless of the sequence. 